apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Annie Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Jones had first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the poles, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the race, and the race do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Sports Talk with RMJ. I am Steve Risher, along with Justin D'Onofrio. And the Yankees have started their season. They're off to a pretty good start right now. Three and They're 3-2 three and two right now, and they're winning right now, one nothing in the fifth inning over the Phillies. And I think the big positives for the Yankees, we'll start with that, has been, I think, Garrett Cole today. He's pitched, he's pitched four shutout innings already, and he's into the fifth inning. He already has a shutout going. I think he had a really good start in his first, in his first start. He had 11 strikeouts against the Giants. He went six or seven innings, had 11 strikeouts against the Giants. So Garrett Cole has definitely been a positive for this team. Also, I think a positive for this team has been Aaron Judge. We saw his first at-bat of the season, hits a home run. Then he hit another home run on Sunday. Uh, Stanton, I think, has been good. He hit that big home run on Sunday as well. And then Rizzo, he hit that. You know, he's hurt right now, but he hit a home run on Monday. And then Gleyber Torres. Gleyber Torres has played well for this team. Hit that two-run homer on uh, on, uh, on 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 opening day. He had another home run on uh, on on. Uh, yes, last night, no Monday night, and uh, and then he had a he had a base hit today, RBI single today. So Gleyber Torres has been off to a hot start. So those are the positives so far for the Yankees. Justin, what are you taking away from the Yankees from their first couple games? Yeah, so far the positive. Yeah, as you mentioned, you know Garrett Cole looked really good um, today in opening day. Johnny Brito on on Sunday, the you know his MLB debut. You know he looked really good five five uh, five or six shutout innings as well for him. You know that that's a big boost with all the arms that they have out right now. I know they sent him back down to Triple because they don't need that fifth start at the moment, but he's definitely a guy that can come back. And the way he pitched on Sunday against the Giants, you, you feel pretty good that 
he can kind of fill in starts when he has to. Uh, yeah, Mesa Torres, you know, who's looked really good, Stanton's played well so far. And he's been playing a lot in the outfield too, you know, so far early on in the year. We'll see, you know, stay out there and, and be nice to kind of be able to DH a bunch of guys. But um, LeMahieu's looked pretty good too in that lineup. So, yeah, the top of the lineup, and I think the starting pitching as well has looked pretty good so far early on through the first week of the year. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I disagree with that a little bit. I think that uh, Clark, Clark Schmidt was not good and her mom wasn't good, but mm. that's because of the injuries. The, the fact that Cortez looked good and the fact that Cole looked good, that's the important thing. Yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah Schmidt and uh, and Herman not looking good. Yeah, one of those two guys will probably be the number five starter. And seeing the way that guy pitched on Sunday, he might even be the number five starter. So yeah. we might even have either of those two guys in the rotation. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's why the starting pitching isn't as big of a concern. But my big concerns with this team, I think number one, it's been you know the bo- really the bottom of the order. Guys like Donaldson, guys like Hicks. Hicks has been absolutely terrible, terrible for this team. He can, he's already getting the booze. Uh, the shortstop position, Volpe, you know, starting right away, he struggled. But what's the other option? Kiner Falefa yeah. has been hasn't been good either. And what you see, it's really either Volpe or you're calling up Peraza. That's really what it is. That's really what it is. So there really isn't another option there. But another big concern, which I think is one of my biggest concerns of this team, is this bullpen. Is this bullpen. And especially Clay Holmes. Clay Holmes had a job to do on Saturday, and he didn't do the job. He did not do the job. And you, if he I mean, if he has a one, two, three inning, seeing the way that Giants closer struggled on uh, on Saturday, the Yankees could have very easily won that game if Clay Holmes did his job and didn't give up those two runs. So I think the bullpen might end up being the biggest question mark for this team and could be the thing that keeps this team from winning the division. Yeah, possibly could be. I know we talked about that last week. If you know, I know some point you hopefully get Tommy Canley back would be nice. I know, you know, King didn't. I know he had some guys that inherited last night. You know, and um, you know, the Phillies took advantage of that. But look, you know, hopefully he'll figure it out. You know, the Wise Cubs look pretty good so far in his short time. But yeah, you know, the bullpens definitely could be something that could be a concern. Yeah, we talked about Clay Holmes. You know was not great there on um yeah was not great Saturday against the uh, Giants which obviously hurt but you know cuz yeah they 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 have a shot to win that game if you could kind of just you know get out of that inning get a 1 2 3 inning so yeah the bullpen definitely concerned and yeah the bottom of the lineups is where yeah I'm really concerned Hicks I well, he was complaining Sunday that he wasn't in the lineup. And he really has he hasn't done oh, anything. Oh, stop since. it! Stop it! Yeah. Stop complaining that you're not in the lineup. You're not doing your job. That's why you're not in the lineup. Don't blame Boone for that. You're not doing your job. That's why you're not in the lineup. Yeah, I, you know it, it was ridiculous. And then you know, yeah, I know Connor for left on Volpe after, but I like, I, but like the thing about Volpe is like I think he's had some really good at bats, and it, he doesn't seem lost. So that's where I'm like, okay, maybe at some point, couple lucky hits, he you know he finds uh, finds a hole. You know, and he'll figure it out. But like, he's gotten three stolen bases. Yeah, three or four, or um, he's got or three, three for three stolen bases. Why? So he's been nice to get some. Um, you know, be, be able to get on. But yeah, like Donaldson. I know he got robbed last night of a hit, but kind of left has been awful. You know, Trevino, Trevino, Gashioka. Been you know, no, Gashioka's got that home run. But yeah, the bottom of the order. Can they figure it out? That's that's the that's that's where I'm concerned because if if because LeMahieu looks pretty good. So if the bottom of the order can kind of get on and turn the lineup over to LeMahieu and Judge, then look, you know, this, this team's going to be able to score a lot of runs. But the thing about the Yankees lineup always is they'll hit bad pitching, but the reason why they never beat the Astros is they, they can't touch good pitching and they shut them down because you keep them in the ballpark, 
you got a good chance to win that game. And they're very feast or famine too. You see uh, Monday night, they score eight runs against Tyron Walker. They, they hit really well against Tyron Walker. But then you see last night against the Phillies, number five starter, they get one run, one run. It's ve- it's a very, you know, up and down lineup. And uh, they really didn't improve it that much in the offseason because they were so worried about signing Rizzo and Judge. They really didn't improve the line. I know the lineup was good last year, but it was not a great lineup. And it struggled in the ALCS. They really didn't improve it. It's very up and down. So that's definitely that. Def- I think the lineup's going to be good, but it definitely could be a concern when they're facing an Astros, a Rays, a Blue Jays, a Mariners. This lineup could definitely be a concern. Yeah, it absolutely could. You know, we. You imagine we've we've seen it happen in the playoffs in the LCS. You know, we we've seen it against Houston. They've really showed the hit the Astros starting pitching. Um, that's been a huge concern why they they have not been able to get over the hump against them. You know, it, it's definitely a huge concern right now. So yeah, you know, it, it's just so feast or fame. And I, you know, I, I'm somebody I don't totally like it, but it's a way they constructed this team. And yeah, Matt Strom shut him down last night. You know, they, luckily Boston did not bring him back because Boston, because he wanted to be a starter and Boston wanted him as a reliever. So it's a good thing Boston didn't bring him back because we did not touch him um, last night. But look, you know, the lineup, yeah, that's the bottom of the order right now. Definitely, you know, concerning. Uh, you know, I know they signed Cordero too to be a backup outfielder. I like, I think he's got all the tools to be a really good player. The problem is the strikeout rate's like 35%. It's like that's the rest of the lineup. Like he just, you know, he's got a cannon for an arm. Like I, I, he's got all the tools. Like if he just make more contact, I think he'd be a good player. But you know, the Yankees don't care if you strike out a hundred times. Like they, they just don't. So yeah, you know, if the line can figure it out. Yeah, they got a chance to make a run. If not, you know, and, and they show against the Astros yet again, it's gonna be yeah, you're gonna be done in four or five games against them yet again. Yeah, exactly, 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 exactly. So the road ahead for the Yankees this week the weekend, they go to Baltimore, go to Camden Yards. Their game is postponed to tomorrow, but they will they will play op- opening day in Baltimore will be Friday. And I think this is a series that the Yankees take two out of three in. I don't like the depth of the Orioles rotation. That showed up this weekend in Boston when they gave when they gave up, I think, nine runs in every game. I don't like the depth. Yeah. They couldn't hold a seven to one lead. That, that shows you the depth in this rotation is definitely a concern for this team. I mean, they, they, they were really good last year. And I like this lineup for the Orioles. I really like Adelie Rushman. I, I like Gunnar Henderson. I like Mount Castle. I think Mullins will have a better year. I like I like Santander. I like this lineup. I think this lineup is good. I like the closer. But the depth in this rotation, I, I don't like. That's why. And, and you got Cortez pitching one of those games. I really like the way Cortez pitched on uh, on on uh, Monday night. I think, I think that the Yankees, I think they take two out of three in Baltimore this weekend. Yeah, I think that I think so too. They've they've you know the series you should you should beat Baltimore. Um, yeah, it's a good team, but it's a team that you should beat. Yeah, you know they. I know. Yeah, as you mentioned, the depth of starting pitching. I know their their top prospect Grayson Rodriguez making his debut in Texas today. We'll see if he can kind of keep that Rangers lineup in check. Maybe he can become um, the next man up in that rotation because yeah, they've kind of showed. So yeah, I expect them to take two out of three. I think you know think the plan is Clark Schmidt's probably going to get game one of that series. Maybe that's one that, you know, that they struggle with, but yeah, I, I think against this team, the, the Orioles line has been really good. Um, but I think they find a way, you know, two or three games to outslug um, Baltimore, find a way to win, win that the first road series of the year. Absolutely. 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 So now we move on to the Red Sox and the Red Sox are two and three lost the first two games of their series against the Pirates. That's not a good sign. The positives and negatives for the Red Sox are pretty obvious. And we'll start with the positives. And that's the offense. Adam Duvall has gone off to a red-hot start. Verdugo's gone off to a red-hot start. 
Devers has been good. Yoshida's been good. Too. You're not great, but good too. So this offense, they score nine runs in every game of their of their of their of their series against the Orioles. So that's the positive for the Red Sox so far. Their offense has been really good. Yeah, it has been. You know, the the other another positive has been kind of well. You know that game. I don't know if you see how they play Saturday. They should have lost Saturday. They could be. They should. They should have lost. Yeah, they dropped. Yeah, they McKenna. dropped. The Orioles yeah. dropped the fly ball. Yeah. Yeah. So like they they could really be sitting there one and four right now at this moment. But yeah, you know, they offered the the, the pitching str- struggled. You know, Kluber. They really need Kluber to have a good outing today because they burned Josh Winkowski last night. Zach Kelly went two nights ago and threw over. You know, threw over. I threw two innings. So like he's not available. I know Kluber's been good today, but. Yeah, you know, like it, it's the starting rotation has been great. I know Sale, the fastball was only 96. Like it, the movement wasn't there for Sale, which I think is a little bit concerning. But in most of your back end bullpen guys are, um, you know, your bat, the bat or the long relievers right now are kind of are, are in your rotation. So, yeah, that's the worry. But yeah, back, you know, the positive, yeah, it's been that offense ever. Duvall has been really good. Um, you know, Cassis has kind of struggled out of the gate here. But, yeah, like, that offense has been good. Um, and they were mentioning last night, I was doing the game last night, you know, and this could be, like, a whole major league thing, but they're, like, the ball's flying a lot more than usual at this time of year at Fenway. So maybe there's something going on with the balls. I I don't know. It, was, it For the way the offense has been going, for cold Boston right now, like, the ball's been jumping, jumping a lot in that park. But we'll see. The offense has been good. But, yeah, at some point you need – you need the starting of pitching to shut somebody down. And it just has been the Pittsburgh just scored uh, oh, wow. Carlson attended a solo shot. So they're, they're losing right now. One's up nothing. Yeah. Shocking there. And, and we will go right to the negative. The pitching for the Red Sox has been absolutely horrendous all across the board. Their starting rotation might be one of the worst in baseball. It is horrible. It is horrendous. I know James Paxton's in back here. What's James Paxton going to give you? Their rotation is pathetic. And the big thing was three years ago when they didn't re-sign Mookie Betts is the reason for that is we have enough offense. We need to sign some pitching. And the Red Sox have just completely failed to, 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 to sign any pitchers. They're pretty much building a team to play at Fenway Park 81 games a year. Which if you're high on Bloom, that should just get you fired because your starting rotation is horrific. That rotation is terrible. That's why they lost their first two games, especially on Monday night to the Pirates. That's why this team could be in for a very long season. I know their offense has been good so far, but that's why this team could be in for a very long season because their starting rotation is horrendous. Yeah, it's bad. You know, Pavetta pitched well last night. He made the two mistakes, um, and one of them should have ended the inning. It was dropped third strike, and then um, I forget that. Um, and then Bay, I think his name is hit, hit a solo sh- or hit a two run shot to give him the lead last night for Pittsburgh. So, you know, like I, I thought Pavetta was good last night, but yeah, other than that, Kluber's been better today than he was opening day, but yeah, it, it's concerning. I think Whitlock's supposed to be pitching tomorrow. Double yeah, but Kluber's been good today, but look at the lineup yeah. he's facing. That lineup is terrible outside of it's O'Neill on- Cruz and Brian Reynolds. Yeah. Reynolds has killed the Red Sox. I, that That's a guy I would love to see in the Yankees outfield. He's been a Red Sox. The numbers. I, I totally can't remember his numbers against them, but they, they've been really good. Um, in you know, so far against Boston, um, you know, in his career, but yeah, you know, the, the rotation's a mess and it's a problem. I, I know like they're hoping Brian Balow comes back soon, but, um, I forgot the top prospect that there's another prospect that's had Tommy John last year that they're high on that some point coming up this year and pitching, like they kind of feel like, you know, 
then they get Kobe get it back. Maybe it changes, but I, I'm, I'm worried because Sale didn't look great. The fastball velocity was there, but at, at this day and age, you know, 96 isn't really scaring anybody. And that slider wasn't breaking like it usually does. And that's where I'm a little bit concerned there with Chris Sale. But yeah, Pivetta looked good last night mostly, but the two mistakes killed him. But yeah, other than that, it's a little concerning right now for, for the Red Sox. Oh, it's got to be. I mean, and I didn't expect this team to be good. I expect this general manager to be fired at the end of the year. And uh, if they don't fire him, I expect Cora, like I said last week, to try to look for another job because this GM clearly doesn't get it. This clean, this guy does not get it. You, you don't sign your big. And I've said this every. I say this every week with the Red Sox. I've been saying this for the last two years. You don't sign your 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 franchise players like Bogarts and Betts, but you don't get any pitching, which is a clear weakness on your team. You have a GM there that totally does not get it at, at all. So. If, if this if this team, I think, is on their way to a to a bad year, I think this team is on their way. I don't. I think they'll be lucky. To, they'll be lucky to win seventy five games. The way their pitching is, they'll be lucky to win seventy five games. And this and that should. Re, and if they if they win under seventy five, that should result in Ian Bloom being fired and and Red Sox management making one of their biggest mistakes ever, firing Dave Dombrowski, a guy who got them a world championship, to hire this guy who has been absolutely terrible for this franchise. Yeah. Well, part of it was I think they wanted. To- you know, they didn't like how much Dabrowski spent. And that's that's well, why that's, they keep the that's like But that's route. the market you're in. You're in a I market know. where you spend money. Boston's a market. You're a high big market team. You spend money. I know. I'm not disagreeing. I, I this is what this is my theory and what I've kind of heard too. Like they this is they 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 didn't like the way Dabrowski spent money. And they wanted to kind of cut but again, because that owner group, they own so many things too, or you know. You know what they're trying to get the team in Vegas. They own one of the soccer clubs over in England. Like they're, you know, they just spend so much. I think they they own part of the Penguins, Pittsburgh Penguins now. Like you know, I don't know if that was part. Of, you know, but yeah, it just it, in a market like Boston, yeah, you got to be willing to spend your money and again put a competitive team on the field because that's what they expect in Boston. Attendance has been good so far though. Like last night, cold Tuesday night at Pittsburgh wasn't sellout, but it looked pretty close to sellout. So so far. The attendance has been good, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. You get swept by Pittsburgh. We'll see what happens when they come back after the, the road trip when when both uh, the Bruins and Celtics are in the playoffs, what, what you're drawing. But, yeah, you know, if if uh, Bloom doesn't get the team in the playoffs, yeah, there's there's going to be a lot of noise for him. And, um, you know, it's very possible that they fire him. I, maybe they'll do what they did last time with Dombrowski when the Patriots had the uh, – ring ceremony that's the minute they fired nebraska because they knew nobody in boston would notice that so they <laughs> yeah. try to hide it like that again but um we'll, we'll see but yeah it's it's a team that right now yeah could be on their way to 75 you know 80 wins somewhere in that range and yeah that may not uh that won't save him especially core is one of the best managers in the game so you know he'll steal a couple but will it be enough it'll probably be pretty tough too now look at the road ahead for the Red Sox. They got the Tigers this week. And let me tell you something about the Red Sox. They they need to win today, and they got to win this series against the Tigers if they have really any shot at competing this year. Because if you look at their schedule, I mean, they got after that they don't even have a. They're not playing a team that they're better that they're better than until the beginning of June when they play the Reds at home. So they need they need to win two out of three, and I think they're good enough this week against a bad Tigers team to take two out of three uh, against the Tigers this weekend. Yeah, they should. They you know. I don't, yeah, it's like not most, obviously not most when Terry Quick were two weeks into a season, but yeah, for some confidence here and just to kind of, because they fell behind last year or very early and that kind of, and that really hurt them. And yeah, and, you know. And, 
And why did they make the playoffs in 2021 to make the ALCS? Because they got off to a hot start. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and you know, they got at the slow start last year. They got at the slow start in uh, 19, which, so I think that was a, you know, this weekend was the first time they've won an opening, um, opening weekend series since, since 18. Like, you know, they, they've, they've not been able to get out to a ton of fast starts, but yeah, you mentioned the one year in 21, they were able to, but yeah, they, they gotta get, they, they gotta find a way to win two out of three. Cause then you go down four for Tampa Bay and we know going down the traps is never easy with that, with that team. So yeah, you better hope you get two out of three and you better hope you're able to come back today and, and find a way to win today. Cause yeah, it could, it could spiral out of control because their first 27 games, you're playing teams that have won an average of 76 games last year. Like it's a very manageable April. You got to find a way to keep pace with the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Rays, and maybe even the Orioles. So yeah, they got, they got to find a way to win a couple win today and against the Tigers. Absolutely. 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 So now we'll get to the big story in baseball and the big story is obviously the pitch clock. And is it good for baseball? And I think it's outstanding for baseball. I think the games are down a half an hour, like the Yankee game right now. It's not, mm. it's, it's not even two 30 and they're in the sixth inning. The, yeah. the, the, the speed of the game has picked up so much. I think it's really good for the younger generation. People have shorter attention spans. The game is quicker. I think this is great for the game. I don't care what Machado said yesterday. I don't care what Scherzer said after opening day. I don't care. These players need to adjust. They need to adjust. Stop complaining. I stop wanting the game to be back because you know what? The game isn't going to come back because I feel like the ratings are going to improve. People, 95% of people like the pitch clock. So the game is not going to going to come back to what it was. You got to adjust to the game to the way it is now, Scherzer and Machado and Harper. You got to adjust to that. So I think this is great for baseball. I think this is this Manfred did a great job putting this pitch clock in. I think this is just going to help grow the game, especially with the younger generation. Yo, yeah, absolutely. You know, well, I don't know if you heard the Marlins twins last night, hour 57, the game was over. If you're going to watch, you're going to watch a Sandy Alcantara start. You'd rather watch a one nothing baseball game in two hours than watch a one nothing baseball game in three hours. Cause I've seen one nothing baseball games that take three and a half hours long. And that's one of the worst things you could ever see on oh, yeah. TV. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. When you mentioned with the sore tension spans, everybody loses interest and yeah, you know, it's huge. And I haven't seen the pace of time the last like two days or so, but yeah, it was a half a day. Yeah. Like this weekend was down a half hour. Like it, it's two forties. Perfect. Because that's right around, again, the NFL is about three hours, but the NBA and NHL are right around two and a half hours each game. That's the perfect kind of amount of time for a base for a game. And, you know, so far, yeah, it's been great. You know, the action's been better without the shift either. Um, you know, seems like it's been some more high-scoring games this year. You know, I don't know if that's the system of the balls, but, you know, with the there's something going on with, you know, going on Major League Baseball. But, um. Yeah, you know, again, it's been fun to watch. It's been entertaining, and it's so much better with the pitch clock. And, yeah, you know, these guys got to just kind of adjust to it. And a lot of these younger guys anyways came up in the minor league system with this thing. So, for a lot of them, yeah, they don't really mind it. They kind of know it. So, yeah, I think, like, after a month or so, I don't think this is going to be a big deal, you know. Yeah, maybe something happens, like, in the playoffs or a big spot in, like, game 160 and the pitch clock has an effect, maybe. But, like, at that point, you should already kind of have it down pat and you should kind of know what's going on and you should be able to adjust to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and you, and you talked about higher scoring games. There are the Yankees outside until, uh, until uh, last, night. last night scored five runs in each game and they're like 14th and run scored. So the games have been higher scoring. There's more action. Stolen bases are up, which is huge. Yeah. That's another thing we haven't seen a lot in baseball since this, since the analytics have came in is stolen bases. 
We haven't seen enough stolen bases. We're seeing more stolen bases now. So guys are getting into scoring position. So that's what's making the game more interesting. Because there's is it's not that entertaining to, to watch if you have bases empty or you don't have a superstar at the plate. Putting a runner in score or a guy in first base, putting a runner in scoring position really, really helps things. I think that's I think having more stolen bases and only having the pitchers have to go over twice, that's another great rule. Yeah, absolutely. It is, you know, yeah, more action. And maybe with a guy on second or third, guys aren't swinging always for the fence. Maybe they're just trying to find a find something in the gap, you know, knock them in. Like, yeah, like I, I think it has brought more action. You know, I think it, it's helping baseball, you know. Again, because you're seeing a lot of these kind of guys that just, you know, yeah, maybe they're not great hitters, but they're guys that could steal a lot of bases and they're not getting a ton of jobs because, you know, people want to kind of, you know, teams kind of want these power hitters that are able to um, slug their way to, to wins and um you know and i think volpe i think stole like 50 bases last year in the minor leagues like you know he can do that the nine hole with lemayu coming up and lemayu with the history of the way he can knock guys in and run with running scoring position again that's going to be huge so yeah absolutely i, I think it's gonna be great that you're gonna see a lot more stolen bases a lot more action um it, it's great for the sport of baseball i haven't really seen any ratings yet in the sport but look you know i i definitely think the ratings have to be better for major league baseball Absolutely. And, you know, these get off like like law and people don't want the game to change. This commissioner is and I've I've been tired on this commissioner, but this commissioner is trying to make this sport more entertaining. Give him a ton of credit for that. Putting the runner on second base a couple of years ago, I think was a really good rule too. putting the ghost runner on because that got games over quicker. That got games over. We're not seeing the 16th or the 17th inning anymore. That got games over quicker. So definitely give this commissioner credit and then adding these new rules with the pitch clock. Give this new commissioner credit for making this sport more entertaining. I think he's done a great job of that. Yeah, he absolutely has. Yeah, I've been hard on him too. You know, a lot of stuff hasn't he hasn't done right, I feel like. But, yeah, I think finally he's gotten a couple of things right with this new pitch clock. You know, the banning of the shifts I think is it's good for the sport as well. So, yeah, you know, he's starting to kind of turn the corner here, and I think, you know, he's really making an effort to try to make baseball a little bit more interesting for the younger generation who, yeah, you know, just doesn't have – some of the tender span to, to sit down and watch a three and a half hour game and wait 45 seconds between each pitch. It just, it isn't fun. And, you know, the thing is too, and I haven't seen the attendance numbers either, but maybe two more people are going to ballpark early on being all because games could be over in three hours instead of four hours on a work night or school night. And, you know, you're not going to game maybe now because their games are quicker. Maybe you're more reluctant, you know, maybe you're more willing to go a game you know, in, in the week on the weeknights as well. Cause you know, it'd be over a little bit quicker. Absolutely. 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 So you got to give credit for credit to my man for changing these rules and making the game more exciting, but we're going to wrap up with a sport that hasn't really evolved much. And we don't talk about much unless it's a major, but this week you have to talk about it. Cause this is pretty much a super bowl of the sport with the masters coming up on Sunday. And uh, for me, the, my biggest thing for the masters is I, I want to see Roy McElroy and Scotty Scheffler or Jordan Smith play in the last round. That's all I want to see. I think it'll be a really good tournament, but my my money's on Roy McIlroy. I think McIlroy wins this tournament. I think I I think he I think he wins the Masters. It'll be interesting to see what Tiger does. It always is. I know he's a long shot from winning it. Mm-hmm. So anybody, he had a great accomplishment last year. I think he got to like the like Saturday of the Masters. Yeah. So it'll be nice to see. I really want I want I want either Tiger to make a big run or McIlroy to be one of the in the fi- in the finals for the Masters. That's what I want to see for the Masters. Yeah, for me, uh. You know, Tiger, yeah, going on the kind of a run, you know, would be really cool to kind of see him get back there to the weekend, maybe. Um, kind of being contention would be really cool to see. Um, 
yeah, and then my other one, Scotty Shuffler, the you know, the you know, he's had you know, since the fall, he hasn't finished worse than than 12th in um any tournament. So he's been playing really really well. And I want to see if he's able to kind of continue that this weekend into the Masters and kind of find a way to uh win the green jacket. Um you know, for uh, I think yeah, for, for um the fir- first time for him. So yeah, you know, that'll be um cool to see. I know the weather's like both be great for I think Friday and Sunday, maybe or Saturday. So we'll see how it kind of plays out. But yeah, you know, interesting to see how obviously Tiger does will um be the big one, especially if you make a run, that'd be great for the Masters. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think the Masters needs t- Tiger to make to make a big he made a good run last year, but I think the Masters needs Tiger to make a to make a big run. But that's going to wrap it up this week on Sports Talk with RMJ. For Justin Anafrio, I'm Steve Risser. We will be back next week talking NBA playoffs and the play-in tournament and the Yankees and Red Sox and any NFL news that comes our way. Have a great weekend, everyone. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley... He's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this. They lob it to him. He taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down. Finch, two for three. He's done his part. Finch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball. Because the Yankees are not. They're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the race, and the race do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. Hello, my name is Joe I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Man. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.